This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And it is still snowing in Nebraska, but at least we can get around now. So the good news is... I, no, there's no good news. The uh, <laughs> groundhog saw his shadow. So there's six more yeah. weeks of winter. So if you're somebody hoping to wake up today and find out that we're going to get an early spring, if you are a believer in the groundhog, I'm so sorry. <laughs> six weeks of winter. So really excited about that. <laughs> I mean, the trees are pretty today. They're all they like really that pretty. white crystally stuff. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, we got like a little bit of a dusting if you're in uh, eastern Nebraska. Apparently, we woke up to a little bit of just a festive dusting, which there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing more festive than more snow. But right. uh, I have to say, I keep seeing people, not a lot of people, but probably more people than should be, heading to Florida for the Super Bowl. And I'm not talking about a lot of fans. I'm talking about media and it's sometimes hard for me to comprehend that it's warm other places in this yeah. in this country right now. So if you are somewhere that's warm, I am jealous and I don't understand it. Yeah, I um I don't even know what it's like to leave the city of Omaha anymore. <laughs> so nope. I um yeah, I don't I don't even know what warmth is anymore. <laughs> I you know, I I think I took for granted how much I appreciated just the ability to get outside. So even yeah. if it was just 40 degrees, like something that is not like, I think Super Bowl Sunday in Nebraska is supposed to be like eight degrees, at least yeah. in the Eastern side. So, I mean, good if you're going to be staying inside, not great if you have dogs who want to mm. go outside. Mm -hmm. So I am really tired of going outside and like my nose just instantly feels like yeah. it's frozen. So, or working out in a storage unit, um, I think about Sucks. you sometimes. It's going to be like, it's supposed to be like negative 20 with the wind chill this weekend. Oh gosh. So, um, I'm just going to sneak my barbell into my basement and tell my husband to deal with it. Because you are a badass though. <laughs> like I just have to say, if anybody doesn't really understand and you should, if you are not listening to it already, Sasha also <laughs> co-hosts a podcast called the meathead called meathead test kitchen. I almost did the Ohio state <laughs> thing with the meathead test kitchen. Uh, I mean, give you the Ohio state <laughs> honors, of course, but it, she is, I mean, it's incredible. You work out in a storage unit, mm -hmm. but you kick ass. I love the fact, though, by the way, that you not only share your successes, but you share your failures. And I really, really encourage you, if you're not following Sasha, and if you're not listening to Meathead Test Kitchen, please do. Uh, I have found it really beneficial, especially for myself, as I'm constantly trying to better myself, my health journey. Uh, so if you're somebody who has asked us before, hey, I'm looking for a podcast, there you go. 
Wow, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Free pub. It's free pub. Um, it's been something that's become super important to me. Like I've always kind of been working out in some capacity, but I really started taking it seriously the last couple of years and like actually eating well and figuring out why eating well and mm-hmm. the proper things. There's no right or wrong really, but like the things that fuel you to keep you going forward has become super important. So we have a lot of fun over at Meathead Test Kitchen. I appreciate the kind words. Of course. And I, you know, it's funny. I wrote a list out of the things that we were going to talk about today and I'm actually already going to lie to you. We're going to just switch the order around because <laughs> this, this works really well. But the, if you're coming into this episode with what, what is sort of the takeaway here? It's just to be a kind person. Mm. I really, I really saw a number of stories over the last week and was sharing them with Sasha that just reminds you of the fact that kindness is free. It does not cost you a thing to be kind besides your own time and just being choosing to be kind over anything else and we're just talking about working out the reason I say I'm so impressed with Sasha and Sadie but like when I talk about you specifically like you show up every day you're in it's it's negative degrees outside (laughs) and you're working out in a situation that most people would just go I'm not gonna bother today and I'm so inspired by that but this whole thing reminds me of this TikTok video that has gone viral over the last Mm. week this woman she is standing in a sports bra and leggings. She clearly has just left the gym. She's really upset because she was there. And I think she said she was on a treadmill. Doesn't matter. But she had a couple of people who were near her and they were laughing and making fun of this other woman who was new to the gym. Mm -hmm. And the reason that she could tell she was new is she was using the equipment incorrectly. She was trying to make uh, the best of what she was sort of given Mm -hmm. and she was the woman was so frustrated but before she could go help that the woman who was new to the gym left because I mean that has to be such a defeating feeling to feel like people are making fun of you and she talked about the woman who shared the video talked about how over the last year she has lost 40 pounds personally but when she first showed up at her gym she refused to use anything but cardio Mm. machines because she was so afraid of misusing the machine and getting made fun of that she just wouldn't use them. And so here's this person that she's watching that probably reminded her a little bit of herself Mm -hmm. one year prior getting made fun of, but before she could reach out to her, go help her with the equipment, this group of individuals who, in my opinion, one should not have been all around each other because of COVID-19, but two um, are making fun of this other person for being at a different place in their journey. Mm -hmm. And I just, if you are somebody who, whether that is at home, you're building a home gym, you're building a a gym in a storage unit, or you have to go to a gym and please, if you are do so safely, it, it really, really sucks Mm. if you are the new person. So if you're ever in a situation where you see that new person offer kindness and grace, don't be the jerk that makes fun of the person who's new because you were that person at one point. That I felt, I just, it's so shitty. I felt so bad watching that video. And part of me is just like, how do we go find that person and hug them? (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, that's the one thing that I, I really, I hope that on the other, on Meathead Test Kitchen that we cover enough of, because it's hard, first of all, to start, Mm -hmm. regardless of where you're at, period. I don't care how much you weigh or anything, like, 
wherever you're at, it's really hard to start and stay with it. So when you're then in a situation where maybe you've never been to a gym before, so you, why would you, why would you know how to use that equipment? And then you have people making like, I can't like my heart breaks every time I see a video like that, because it's like, I was that person once before too. And it, I was the same, Aaron. Like I wouldn't, I did not pick up a barbell until probably two years ago because I was, I didn't know how to use it and I didn't want to get made fun of by other people seeing that I didn't know how to use it. So I legit went up and asked a trainer one day, I was like, can you like, just show me how to properly deadlift this? Because I'm not, I'm not sure I'm doing it right. And while it sucks to ask for help, sometimes like you have to, because you don't know how to use something, but like for somebody to like start their journey, go to the gym, like actually show up for themselves and then have people like run you out. There was another gal that I saw um, who got ran out of a gym. She was like bawling. Mm. And like, I, you know, that like, like skin crawling, like, I just feel bad for you. I want to help you sensation mm-hmm. you get like, uh, I, I just don't understand one. What, what's the logic there? Like right. you we were should be wanting more people to be the thing that we want from this is somebody to feel empowered, to take control of their health and whatever mm-hmm. journey that looks like. So to, to run them out of a situation because they don't fit your ideal of, whatever you have right. decided somebody should or should not look like walking into a gym is just, it, it made me sad reading the comments because the amount of people who said, this is why I created a home gym because I'm too afraid to go to a gym. Right. And I did think about that. So it's, it's no surprise to anyone who's listened to this podcast or follows me, especially <laughs> on Instagram, but I'm a huge Peloton fan. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I have found that I, I have found since we have started to collect our own like sort of home gym and we really did not do it for any reason other than when the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. our gym permanently closed. So we're not going to go look for a new gym in a pandemic. If we ever want to go back to a gym, we'll cross that bridge another day, but Mm -hmm. we, we wanted to start. So we've, we collected weights. uh, We have the Peloton bike. They have so many things that are off bike. Mm-hmm. And there's one instructor, her name is Jess Sims. I love her to death. She is the the epitome of goals for me, but she's constantly showing how to do something. So she's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you're doing a deadlift and you notice that your back is doing this, like, here's how you fix that. Or if you're on, if you're doing a dead bug on the ground mm-hmm. and your back is like creeping up, here's how you like yep. I have learned more from just listening to her and having her show me through a television screen Mm -hmm. how to properly lift than I've probably ever known in my life. But I would have not felt comfortable doing really any of that Mm -hmm. in person, which is so, which is so, it stinks because isn't this supposed to be like a community thing? (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, and that's like, it was, we uh, talked to Holly Wiest of Holly's Healthy Holes Mm -hmm. and something that she said was just like, you know, people ask a lot, well, how do I, how do I start this? Like, I'm nervous to go to the gym. And she was like, something is better than nothing. That means you go into the gym and you are walking on the treadmill. You did that for yourself. Mm -hmm. You showed up for yourself that day. Like the hardest part sometimes is going to be just going. And then I wish, I wish that there were like people that, um, like a group, like, maybe down the line when we're not in a pandemic, you can have like cheerleaders 
Right. Yeah. Like, like and every time why, I like, see someone walking or running that like, races you know, are so big on that. Like the Lincoln marathon. Yeah. yeah. Like people like love the like cheerleading aspect, right. the support system. Anytime I see someone like running and it's crappy outside, like it's slushy or it's raining. I like legit, I don't want to scare anybody, but I want to roll down my window <laughs> and be like, yes, you go, you go. That's awesome. Like, I just want to cheer everybody on because you should be lifting each other up. Like, it's not hard right. to do. It's free and it will make you feel good. It'll make the person you're cheering on feel good. I just think if you are somebody who has the opportunity, whether that, like Sasha said, don't, don't scare someone half to death. Uh, <laughs> I did see a TikTok trend of in, I question how much the people like maybe tell other people they're doing this because no one ever seems alarmed or they're cutting those out, but they do what they call drive by like love shout outs yeah. and they just like roll down their window and they're like, I love you. You're amazing. Yeah. I love that. I think we just need, I think the, Really, the point is we need to be more supportive. It costs nothing to be kind. So whether that mm. is on your own health journey, if you have a gym at home or if you're ever just out and about, just showing people or if you're in a gym, just showing people support. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you need to go out of your way to like in a gym. Don't approach somebody who doesn't want to be approached, mm -hmm. but also don't start making fun of someone. It's really right. quite simple. You don't have to step over that line. You can just right. let somebody be good in their space and work toward their journey. What does it say about people who are making fun of somebody for doing something to better themselves? Like that's, that's on whoever those people may be like. And if you are one of those that's people, insecurity. then, then maybe that's, I know I say inward reflection a lot on this podcast, but maybe it's time to take a look at that because mm -hmm. that isn't that person. And why does it bug you when they're doing their own thing and doing something to better themselves? Like, I don't, that's a you thing. And you're projecting yep. and you're kind of an asshole for it. And this honestly kind of fits really well into this next topic that I had sent to Sasha. And you're going to probably go, wait, how did we get here? But trust me, it, they, it does. It's all about this idea of like kindness is free. It mm -hmm. doesn't cost you anything to be kind. And something that it's just, why go out of your way to be rude? I think that is really the thing that I always just don't understand. Why go out of your way to be rude if you... You know, there are situations that warrant a change of attitude, but yeah. living your life in a perpetual state of just like, I'm here to be rude to people I will never yeah. understand. And one that happened, well, by the time you listen to it, it'll be a couple of days old or whenever you listen to it, but it's trending right now on Twitter. It's courtside Karen. Mm. Long story short, a woman heckled LeBron James at uh, the Lakers we're playing at Atlanta on Monday night. She was asked to leave the arena after a bit of a situation. The thing is, is LeBron, of course, took the high road afterward when was he was asked about it, basically said, you know, it's just nice to have fans back. We we like that interaction. I'm I'm totally paraphrasing, but he he didn't speak to openly to the exact situation so we don't know exactly what went down as well I'm sure people around will share more but for right now it's kind of like his thing which is not much versus what she said and afterwards she gets of course which I just don't understand why people do this she gets on Instagram stories and starts telling the world what her side of the she's like oh we're getting effing kicked out we're effing this effing it's ridiculous it's effing this my husband 
LeBron told my husband to like F off or something. And she's like, and I told him I would F him up if he ever did that again. And I don't know what prompted whatever interaction happened between LeBron and this woman's husband, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that LeBron James in the middle of an NBA basketball game did not stop. Mm -hmm. Look at this guy and go, you know what? I feel like picking a fight with you today. Something had to have been said or had to have come from that individual to start that. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that every athlete handles every situation perfectly. Again, I don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm siding with LeBron here yeah. and I appreciate that the arena removed the individuals. And obviously they felt like whatever they did warranted that as well. Right. I, I don't, I'll be clear. I haven't seen anyone defending this woman. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't even know why I'm like acting like somebody is. I'm sure there are people out there that are defending her behavior, but again, LeBron James didn't just stop in the middle of the game and go, I'm going to go pick on this guy right. sitting courtside so his wife can tell me that she'll F me up if I ever speak to him again. Like, the, no. Right. What, of course, what, that's how what was he saying? What was the right. husband saying to invoke that kind of a response? Like Exactly. And she, and you know, to go on your Instagram stories afterwards and act like you're the victim is just so messed up. It's just yeah. so messed up. But the thing that I kept thinking about with this, and I saw a couple of people tweeting this, was do we even want fans back <laughs> after this pandemic is over? And the thing is, is like fans are great. Fans make, fans help make a game an experience. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've said so many times about this last college football season was the lack of fans sucked. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the thing that you show up for. It felt empty to a mm -hmm. degree. It was like, great, we're getting to watch, you know, some football, which is good. But it just didn't feel normal. I look forward to the day of thousands and thousands and thousands of people in arenas and in stadiums because that feels special. Mm -hmm. The one thing, though, I think we could just leave. And obviously we haven't, but leave in the past is bad fans. Yeah. One, I don't understand why you show up and pay the money that you do, especially for a courtside seat. So you can be a jackass. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't understand that. Why, why, why? Well, what, I just, why? <laughs> I, I really don't understand like the, the point of that at all. Like, and then, and then to pretend like you're the victim because mm -hmm. something, somebody said something like, one of the top athletes and players in the NBA isn't going to stop in the middle of a game to tell you to F off. What did you say? Like, and why? I just don't get it. I don't get and why. Why are you paying that much money to heckle somebody? And also, like, this this goes even beyond, like, so there are people who show up at their kids' yeah. games and heckle to a point where, you know, there's some things that are in good fun. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's gonna It's probably far too complex for just the time we have on this podcast podcast to break down the differences between things. But I think, you know, yelling, Hey, batter, batter, because you want to mess up the swing of an opposing team's 
batter who's at the, you know, at home plate, yeah. like that's not picking on somebody, but yelling that that individual yelling obscenities at that individual telling them they're this or that, like that's a level where I just yeah. don't understand. And the thing is, is we see this a lot at kids games. We see yeah. this where parents are attacking referees. We see this where parents are attacking other parents. We see this where, and I would like to be clear, this is not me making a comment on parenting. It's just about why when when sports are involved and athletics are involved, mm -hmm. for some reason, it brings out the best in people, but it also brings out the worst in people. Yeah. And especially in environments where people are watching you, I just don't fully understand why you choose that path. If the referee did something that really ticked you off, well, surprise, referees get calls wrong all the time. Right. And... It it's not I just like don't get it <laughs> and I'm not saying that like it's it's hard to ref a live sporting event mm -hmm. things are moving it really is. fast you cannot see everything because you have two eyeballs that's why there are more there's more than one typically on a any f playing surface at a time because you can't see everything and even having three four five someone's gonna miss something absolutely so, like I don't understand and this is kind of like out of left field here for a second, but um, when <laughs> hey, um, that's what we do when we take detours, <laughs> Sarah Thomas's first game that she refed in the NFL. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness! Like the amount it was like a fly flew in front of that player, and that's that's you should have you missed that. Why did you why did you miss that? It was every single thing. It's like you have never watched a game with an eagle eye like that before in your entire life. The only reason you're doing it now is because it's a woman and you think that you need to say something. Right? It's stupid. It's I, so in I I guess for myself and I I admittedly am a I'm a bad fan, but let me explain what that is. We've talked about this on this podcast. I'm not really a bad fan in that. I'm not yelling obscenities and I'm not saying things. Now, I'll be honest, I have said things I regret in a sporting uh, where I'm sure they weren't even that bad, but like I, I think about them and I'm like, how could I have been better in that scenario? Like, why did this thing upset me so much mm -hmm. that I felt the need to say something out loud or to somebody else. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm a bad fan because I just don't like to cheer. I just like <laughs> to sit and observe. Mm -hmm. I, I probably look like I'm having the worst time of my life. So I'm not saying that you have to do that. And I'm not saying that you have to sit politely in your chair and not get excited. But I also think there's something to be said about enjoying the thing that is in front of you that whether the athletes are being paid or not, whether it's a youth sporting event or a professional sporting event, this thing is happening in front of you that as the last year has shown is susceptible to be taken to being taken mm -hmm. away at mm -hmm. any time. So why not to a degree, just like sit back and enjoy it. If you can't get to a point where you're like, I'm just going to be a good person, yeah. just enjoy what is happening in front of you because it's, it's also easily taken away. Mm -hmm. It can go away tomorrow. And I mean, I watched the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO and it's a two part documentary. It's good. If somebody, if you have HBO, I recommend watching it. It, it was very interesting. I, there are some criticisms around if it, you know, maybe incorrectly portrays everything around Tiger Woods, but I still think it's pretty good. The thing that like really overwhelmed me is when they show, showed like 
the height of his popularity mm-hmm. and the things that people would say and the things that would just be yelled around him and the fact that people so badly when he reached that peak wanted to watch him fail it was mind-boggling and I mean even Saturday Night Live made fun of it this last weekend with Tom Brady they they talked so John Krasinski Mm -hmm. playing Tom Brady they say you know oh so you're the one thing in this country that seems to be working as it should uh basically the joke was everyone must be supporting you right right and of course he's like no not really yeah and I'm not saying that you need to go support Tom Brady But there are people who are actively rooting for him to just like basically for all of his limbs to fall off, for him to just like get shot into space. You know, yeah, he has some, he has some belief points like that I don't agree with at Mm -hmm. all. But like, I don't wish like, I don't wish bad things on the guy. And so like the the fact that people do is so wild to me. It is. It's really strange. Like, I really don't understand when someone is successful and good at what they do. Especially, it's, it seems like specifically in the case of sports, LeBron James is really hated. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. People want LeBron Eventually, to your boy in Kansas City is going to get that same. Oh, people are already doing that. <laughs> and I can't, people have already started like hating on Kansas City. And you have to understand the like mind games for me on that because I have liked a team for so many years that people are basically like, who, who, Kansas City? Like, who, what team is that? Yeah. And now that Kansas City's good, people are like, I hope Patrick Mahomes like breaks his leg. And I'm like, whoa, hold up a second. Like three years ago, you didn't even care that Kansas City existed. Where did this come from? Yeah. Just <laughs> because he's like the nicest human. What are you talking about? Because at the end of the day, people don't want other people to be extremely, extremely successful, which I don't understand. Like that would be like, if you want to bring it back local, someone hating on me and like, or you and being like, I hope your limbs fall off because you're an incredible writer, Aaron. I <laughs> hope that your ears fall off, Sasha, because you're okay at producing stuff. Like, I just don't like, I don't get the hatred. Why can't you just be like appreciative of the talent? Yeah, no, there are people, I should be clear, there are people that, like, do really bad things that even despite their talent, like, yeah, you absolutely can be critical of them. I don't still wish death on somebody, which we have seen people still do uh, with sporting events and different individuals. But I do think there's actually something really interesting about the Tiger Woods documentary, and I was watching it, but also when we, we mentioned players like LeBron James. Now, it's I get it. Somebody could throw back. Well, you just mentioned Tom Brady. I understand. But there is a level of racism that is, Mm. uh, whether it's inadvertently or or intentionally, like I don't know the hearts of people, um, but it's wrapped up in it. Mm. And that was part of it with the Tiger Woods documentary where, you know, I think people, especially when you looked at Augusta, because Augusta up until a certain point, he couldn't have even played Mm -hmm. at Augusta. So he was really breaking a lot of barriers. And it felt like people really liked Tiger at the height of his success when things were very white. Mm -hmm. He like when things were very like whitewashed and it felt safe in a way. And it's, I'm probably not even conveying that correctly, but it just, it felt like, Okay, there was a part where when things started to fall apart for him, a friend of him was like basically saying that growing up, 
a friend of their family said growing up, like when you heard a news story happen, the worst thing to be in that scenario was black. Because if you were black in that news story, you were no longer just the athlete who got, got into a situation or something happened. You were now going to be vilified because mm-hmm. more so because of the color of your skin. And if you're somebody who's going, well, that's not the case even today. No, I mean, look at how some people have been treated post capital insurrection and mm-hmm. riots. It there, we do have, we have a fundamental issue in this country where that is just a part of it. Whether you want to believe it or not, I really don't care any longer. And I'm, I'm really done with people telling me like, I'm really done with people being like, well, don't bring race into this. No, I'm going to, because Mm -hmm. watching that tiger documentary, that was really it. They were like, well, crap. Like he's, he is a black athlete in a very white sport. They're not going to be kind to him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even as a member of the media in sports journalism, I often think about, am I doing enough? If my, I mean, there are certain words that I think about, and this is a tangent. You talk about like going off on a tangent, but there are words I think about when I speak about a young black athlete that I cover the same things like he's well-spoken is a really loaded term Mm -hmm. well-spoken whether you mean it to or not is basically saying like it's surprising that he speaks well so there has to be other ways so if somebody is well-spoken what you probably mean to say is he's engaging Mm -hmm. he has a bright personality I think of individuals I've covered and I always think what is a better way to explain who they are beyond trying to, to settle on these things that are loaded terms. So how many times have you heard sneaky fast? Mm. Like there are things where it's just like, again, it's just being aware of the words, but I watching that Tiger Woods documentary, I thought they, they could have probably gone harder at it to, to be quite Mm -hmm. frank, but they did a good job of at least including it in the documentary that this was part of the fail, like the, the fall from grace from him is people were like, well, should have saw it coming because he's a black athlete. And it's like the fact that that stuff still exists and it still exists in sports today, just again, it doesn't take much to just stop yourself and choose kindness and to Mm -hmm. choose a place of love and not a place of hate. And too many times it it veers towards hate. And you see that in these moments with the courtside Karen. Yeah. You just see them. It's, there's, um, anymore. Um, it's, I don't even feel like it's like a choice. Like, I, I don't understand how, like the first thing should always be kindness, especially like, have we not learned anything from the last literal year it's been almost exactly one year since Mm -hmm. we've been in a a pandemic I was hoping (laughs) that because of all of this and having to I guess maybe that was naive of me to think that some of this would kind of start mending itself if anything it shows me that there's still a lot of work to do so much work yeah and you know uh this is actually we won't hop into this yet, but the challenge that we have for this month will fit really well with what we're talking about right now. I, here's the thing. I would 
just separately challenge everyone when we're speaking or when we're at an event. So if you're at a sporting event and you see yourself exhibiting behaviors that if you saw somebody else would make you go, yikes, have a moment and ask yourself why. Like I said, I have been, I I certainly have been in a situation where I know I haven't been the best of of fan or the best of human to others. And that really sucks. It makes you feel bad, but here's, here's the reality is it is not anyone else's place to make me feel bad or to make me feel better about the bad choices I've made. I have to, I have to come to terms with that myself Mm -hmm. and I have to rectify those with myself and I have to be better. It's no one else's job. Like me going to somebody else and basically being like, please tell me I'm okay. Like that doesn't, that is, that is basically me using, my to be like I've said this now quite a number of times but to be honest it's me using my whiteness for people to make me feel better and so the reality is is like I have been in situations as a fan as a person where I've done things that didn't don't make me proud in hindsight so when I think of this whole situation with courtside Karen which LeBron's tweet was pretty funny he said like courtside Karen was big mad mad (laughs) (laughs) um but I think just realizing that individuals like this woman are not few and far between they're very present and she showed her ass she showed her ass in that moment but how many of these individuals live in In our house next door to you and they say these things to you and i yeah and just because it's not being yelled from the rooftops Mm. and being yelled from a courtside seat it's it's happening where somebody says something to you it's stopping and saying hold up let's Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's be better. And let's maybe unpack why you mm. want to feel that way. We have to make these changes by starting with ourselves and starting with the people in our worlds. Sometimes yeah. that's taking a message offline. It's having a, a quick text message just between you and that person. But again, these are out, like these are big out examples. Like this mm. woman but that was at in a courtside seat in Atlanta and we all get so shocked by them because it feels like how could someone act like that? But the reality is these, these behaviors are happening all the time. They're just not happening on this scale. I was just going to say, are we shocked when it's happening behind closed doors? Because I guarantee you every single person listening to this podcast has heard someone say something and behind a closed door or not as public as this incident that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then that is like, okay, when you actually think about how often that may have be happening or has happened in the past in your own life, that's those are the conversations that we're talking about having. This lady, you know, this example, I should say, excuse me, um, is is an extreme an extreme thing, yeah. right? So people are going to talk about that online, but the real right. work, the real starting point, is the conversations with the people you know personally. And, you know, if those conversations make you comfortable, it's an opportunity to ask yourself why. Yep. So you you mentioned something, and I, I think this is a topic that will continue to come up. We've talked about it before. So if you're somebody who's like, I want to talk more about um, being a fan and what this world looks like, you know, feel free to email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can share stories. Uh, you can just tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear them because I definitely don't want to just like, 
move past this, but we also are trying not to continue to move this podcast towards several hours long, but you know, maybe we'll get there. Um, (laughs) No. So you had mentioned like, we just came up on one year since the coronavirus Mm -hmm. really uh, started its reign of terror in the United (laughs) States. Um, Now, to be honest, it's kind of hard to benchmark that year because obviously other countries were dealing with it first. I Mm -hmm. think, I think January, I can't remember what the date was that the first death from coronavirus was recorded, but regardless, we're around one year. Mm -hmm. We're getting very close to what would have been one year since like the, the lockdown that was supposed to be about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we are all still working from home today, but Fred Hoiberg, Nebraska basketball coach, he was on sports nightly Monday night. It was his monthly show, except for he's been pretty absent from things over the last couple of weeks because Nebraska basketball has had an outbreak of COVID-19. We're talking 15 out of 30 individuals, tier one personnel, which includes players, coaches, and a few other individuals were unfortunately dealing with COVID-19. And while a lot were asymptomatic, Hoiberg was not. Mm. He has a pre-existing heart condition. He has a pacemaker. So this was particularly scary for him. But I just think it's important as, again, choosing to be a kind person. I think with COVID-19, so many, and I don't want to say so many, because I think a lot of people understand the severity, but maybe feel like how, again, I've said this before on this podcast. I think we all, for the most part, with some extreme examples, have the same end goal in mind. It's Mm -hmm. how we get to that end goal. But I, I think it's great when you have a coach that is so prominent, like Hoiberg, speaking about this so openly. Yep. Because he has said he's gotten better. So this is his quote. I gradually got better, but then it kind of became a roller coaster. And for anybody who has had it, they can understand what I'm talking about. You wake up. I actually felt pretty good in the mornings. And all of a sudden midday, it would feel like a truck hit me. Then you just battle fatigue. And I'm still battling fatigue. That's the one symptom I have left. So he, he, to the, to the point that, I mean, I was worried for him because mm-hmm. of one, his pre-existing condition, but two, we know that COVID-19, we don't know enough about it yet. Even one year into this, we don't know enough about it. Yep. You don't know how it's going to affect a healthy person. You see headlines of a nine-year-old who passed away from COVID-19. Now somebody will probably say, well, there's other things that played a part in it, but I'm tired of doing the what about. So let's just not you, you have a basketball player who collapses that may or may not be related to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I don't want to assume. We don't know. But, like, there are questions about how that might, might have played a role. We don't know. We do not understand this virus well enough to know the effects it may have on athletes or any individual, non-athletes. By the way, you're an athlete. If You're all an athlete if you want to be. Uh, no, but, like, any individual, we don't understand the long-term effects. So... It's it's one of those things where I'm glad that he spoke so openly about mm-hmm. it. I hope it changes some hearts. I hope some people, if they had been on the fence about if they should take this seriously or not, maybe him speaking openly about it changes some hearts. I don't know. Yeah. But if nothing else, choose kindness here as well. If, if COVID-19 has not directly affected you or if it hasn't affected you in a way that has made you worry about yourself Mm -hmm. or anyone in your life. Remember that it has for other people. I mean, 
60 Minutes on Sunday, this the most recent 60 Minutes just had a whole thing about the families who have been impacted by this. And it just makes you heart sick. Mm-hmm. It just makes you heart sick to see the families who will never be the same because of this. So I understand it sucks. We have said yep. this until we're blue in the face. This sucks. I have started wearing now two masks when I'm out in public. I'm wearing a KN95 mask because that was recommended underneath my typical cloth mask because mm-hmm. people have said it's just a good safety precaution. Now somebody might look at me and go, "You're being too you're being too over like you're being overly cautious." But here's how I've always viewed this pandemic. I would rather approach it from a place of I would rather be wrong because I was too overly safe and overly mm-hmm. protective than be wrong because I didn't want to do those things. Right. Amen. If I if I end up wearing a mask or double masks for a period of time and it's an inconvenience to me, but it saves a life. Great. If right. I end up wearing them and it ended up meaning nothing. It's still fine. I didn't I, have to do the makeup on the bottom half of my face. I so, feel OK with my decision that I am doing the things that I feel and have been told by governing agencies that know more about this than I do to take those precautions. Um, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like there's been, I don't think I can think of anybody off. The, I mean, I do know people that have been directly affected by this and mm-hmm. it's varying degrees of severity. It's healthy people typically. Yeah. And varying de- degrees of how it affects them even though that typically they're healthy human beings. So if, if it means, like you said, if it means I'm doubling up on masks and I, my hands are cracking and bleeding because <laughs> I'm using, <laughs> I'm washing them so much and using hand sanitizer and cleaning all the time. I'm fine with that, honestly, yeah. because I don't know. So I'm going to do what has been suggested we do. And I'm and cool you know- with that. I've, I've spoken with some of you or I've spoken with people just individually who are like, I think masks are crap. I don't want to do any of this, but it's fine. I'll do it because somebody told me it's, I don't view that for the record as, and I know people who do view it like this. And this is my point. I I know people who view that as being a sheep. You're just being a sheep. You're here. You're listening. No, I view it as somebody just being compassionate and being kind and knowing that they may or may not agree with how it's being handled. It doesn't matter because the way that they're approaching it as the way that they're approaching it is there are people, like you said, smarter than us who who dedicate their lives to this that are saying this is the way to handle this thing. Mm -hmm. And that we've said this before on this podcast science is evolving and we are watching science in real time. So information can change. It can, uh, we're adapting to the information as we have it. I just think in this case, especially when you hear Fred Hoiberg, he never Mm. once during this time attacked anyone. He didn't say, if you're not doing this, you like, he didn't do any of that. He just said, this is my experience and it really sucks. And if you've Mm -hmm. gone through it, like you, you know what I'm talking about. And I really appreciated that because there are people who are still going to go get mad at that. Well, why is he making a big deal about it? But you know what? He approached that from a really, really, he approached it from a place of love and kindness saying, I, I understand if you feel the same way I did through this, like it sucks. This is my experience. I'm sharing it with you so that you hopefully gain a place of better understanding on someone Mm -hmm. else's experience. (laughs) And his, uh, one of his assistants, Matt 
Abdel Masse. Mm-hmm. Let me um, go find his tweet really quick. I thought this tweet was really fantastic because he's been in isolation. He said, PSA, I've been isolating for the last eight days after testing positive for COVID. It flat out sucks. So please, when you walk out of the house and laugh this off, don't. It's real. It's no fun. It's challenging for you and your family. Do your part and maybe things can get better. I read that and didn't feel attacked. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel, it felt like him just saying as somebody who is directly affected by this, it sucks. I understand it sucks. Just please don't make a joke of it. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are like in the mentions, basically giving him a hard time about it. And that is where I'm saying, choose kindness. What good is that to do to get on to Twitter and tell this coach you're wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I really don't understand that. Like if you don't have, this is a really old saying. So you probably have heard it before guys. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's mm-hmm. also free to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, now I know like in, unless like we, unless you, you're, want to call out racist behavior then don't keep your mouth shut right be as as forthcoming as you need to be with that one but yeah i mean if you're just gonna be rude like you just why why there's no point it benefits no one and you all know the difference you know the nuance the reason i do that sometimes on this podcast and when i re-listen to them i always like give myself personally a hard time the reason i do that when i say you know what we're talking about is there is nuance here so Mm -hmm. when we talk about certain scenarios you know that nuance the reason i do it though is because i know there are people who will use that against me to be like whoa you said this again it's the what about it's not changing my perspective on something it's just hey you know when you need you know when you need to be forthcoming and you know when you need to be rude that isn't related to sitting on the court, like sitting on in your courtside seats, yelling yeah. things at LeBron James. Those two things are not the same. So I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is going to do that, but I'm always very careful with it because just as a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah well, people do that. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we are officially in February. doesn't matter when you listen to this podcast, uh, but we are in February when this podcast is being recorded and it is Black History Month. And one of the things that I was thinking about for this month is each week, let's do something as a community, as the listeners, listeners of this podcast, us ourselves, and we will link anything that we bring up in the show notes so you can easily go get access to them. Um, but let's do something that celebrates and gives us an opportunity to learn and be better surrounding black history, black culture. But again, knowing that this is not something that is limited to one month, this is just mm-hmm. a good place to start. So a friend of mine actually shared this into my timeline on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's Rachel Cargill. Again, her uh, handle is just rachel.cargill on Instagram. Uh, But she has said, I'm not going to be teaching in February about black history. That is not my job. We are not paying her to do this. So again, she's not going to teach you. But, and this is still way more than she needed to do, but it's incredible. She's offering the opportunity for people who are willing to do the work and learn for themselves to do that this month, she's going to share a prompt every single day. So 28 days of prompts that will require you to Google search, spend a little bit of time reading about a particular piece of black history. It's really great. I recommend taking advantage of it. I have already done day one, need to get on day two Mm. on the second day of the month. 
But so many people on the first day took her prompt seriously. They crashed a website, crashed a freaking website that was sharing this information. So like that warms my heart that so many people were like, all right, let's show up and do this. But here's the thing. This challenge is not just going to be for this week or this month. This is forever because we do not get better. We do not become kinder people. We do not become, uh, none of this, none of this improves unless we actively put in the work. And I loved this quote and I have to, I'm going to say it, Josh Mitchell, he's a former Husker, uh, but he's a new dad. Uh, if he listens to this, his, he has the sweetest baby. Oh my gosh. I just can't handle it. But he, ah, oh dang, it just expired. But basically he said every month is black history month because the culture you, he, he was basically saying like the culture is so inviting. And so it like, you want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. There's an absolute reason to spend some time truly learning and listening and not expecting people to do the work for you, but to do it yourself. So Rachel yeah. Cargill has created 28 days of opportunities. What we do with that opportunity is on us. So let's go spend some time actually learning about black history and black culture and share it with somebody. Tell a friend, be like, I'm going to do this challenge this month. Will you join me? And I just, how many of us do book clubs or do this or that? Like we can do this. This is, this is the bare minimum is showing up and participating. I don't think anyone should turn down an opportunity to gain some knowledge on something you may not know a whole lot about. No. And like, I also think like when you do stuff like this, it's going to challenge your thinking. It's going to challenge your personal, you know, honestly, it might make you uncomfortable. And if it Mm -hmm. makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. I, I actually really appreciate when things make me uncomfortable. So I always live with this quote, the person who's like, if you feel like you're being called out, you probably are. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be called out, but it's, it's, good because it allows you an opportunity to reflect the day that you stop being called out for stuff like that that's more concerning mm-hmm. because it means people have either just gotten tired of you or because we're never perfect right so why not like why not just if you go through these 28 days and these prompts and some of the days make you uncomfortable because you learn things that you were not previously aware of or we were not taught in school to be clear mm-hmm. How many of us were taught about Juneteenth in school? I wasn't. I wasn't. You know who taught me about Juneteenth? Beyonce. And I'm not saying that ironically. Like, I learned about Juneteenth because of Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, think, think, like, bless her for, like, giving us the resources and opportunity to learn about things. But I felt like, honestly how did it take me that like, I think probably like 30 years of my life to really understand what this was. And Nebraska has added Juneteenth celebrations for 2021. There are some people who are upset because it overlaps with Arbor day. Y'all like Arbor day is going to be fine. Arbor day is fine. The two things can be celebrated at once. Um, But if you're somebody who's mad that Nebraska wants to celebrate Juneteenth, no, we need to be like mad that it took this dang long because why did I not know about this? So again, these are things that we're going to read. We might get up like if you get upset or uncomfortable, it's not a bad thing. 
Right. Stop viewing being upset and uncomfortable. As it's a this, reaction like, to something. Right. Like something, the, spend some time with that. I know we say that a lot, but that's what we're talking about. Is those instances. It's a learning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an opportunity to learn and maybe understand more about yourself too in the process. Right. I'm like I said, I have had many moments where when somebody says like, if you feel like you're being called out, you probably are. And I'm like, dang, that just like spoke right to my soul. And that's okay. I think understanding that like we are all imperfect and we are, we are products of the environments that we have been raised in, but we are not, we do not have to, we do not have to, we can't use that as an excuse. Well, I was raised like this. That doesn't matter. You can break the habits that have been instilled in your world. Mm-hmm. You can, you can choose a different path. You can choose to know more. You can choose to have more yeah. knowledge. And honestly, that's just starts with doing the work. So again, we'll link, we'll link these because I think this is a really good place to start. We can follow up next week and yeah. I'll, I'll keep actively and Sasha will too, looking for other things besides mm-hmm. uh, just Rachel, but this is a great place to start. I really recommend give her a follow on Instagram, um, set notifications. So you see them every single day because if nothing else, she's also just a really badass person to follow on Instagram. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) she'll be great to follow well beyond February. These are things, again, this is not a one month and done type of thing. Follow individuals who will continue to challenge you. Yes. And Rachel is one of those people that, I don't know, just makes me want to know more and be more. And I think we all can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So first week of February, February is usually about like love and stuff. I've never really been like a super Mm. like warm and fuzzy Valentine's person, but let's just use February and make it all about kindness. Like love, love your neighbors, love people and show kindness. And when things, when things get uncomfortable or you get upset stop and ask yourself why and let's let's just do some work for ourselves this month absolutely that's like a mic drop that's perfect I always appreciate when you say mic drop because it makes me feel like I did something good (laughs) um because one of the things that I have actively been trying to be better about is preparing (laughs) (laughs) because I like I feel like we always have um I always really enjoy I enjoy all of our episodes but I really enjoy like when I come in with like, I like, okay, here's some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It just took me like what, six months to figure out like that preparation is important. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Uh, We're having fun too in the process. But Hey, we do appreciate you. Um, Thank you for continuing to send us emails. In fact, Sasha, I have a couple to share with you, Um, but we do really, really love getting your emails. You can reach us at mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. Again, mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. I'm at Aaron Sorensen on Twitter. She's at Sasha 72 on Twitter. You can also find us both on TikTok. Um, Mm. I recommend Sasha's because you get to see her uh, dog, but you also get to see her gym (laughs) Uh, successes and fails. I'm not, I don't want I posted want a fail today. Like, <laughs> let's not say failure, the learning opportunities, yes. but it's very real. Um, so yeah, find us, find us around and come hang and let's, 
let's just keep this good stuff going because yeah. a bunch of you shared, by the way, I can tell a bunch of you shared our podcast in the last couple of weeks. So thank you for doing yes, that. Thank you. Keep doing that. It means a lot. Yes, it does. We appreciate you guys. We do. And we say that a lot, but we will never stop because I, I think you should tell people when you appreciate them. So yes. thank you for listening as always. If you have topics, send them our way. Y'all keep asking for name, image, likeness. We'll get there. <laughs> because spoiler alert, EA Sports apparently is coming back with the college football game, that. which means you got to figure out name, image, likeness. So, hey, maybe we'll talk about that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Talk, talk to you next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.